We in. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Chris and Kyle Show. That's Chris. Hey. And I'm Kyle. That was perfect. You did so good. Oh, the timing was just... I know. I'm getting a little bit better. Spot on. Like uh, 100 episodes in. <laughs> um, today, we are talking about Chris's favorite movie, Ex Machina, Ex Machina, Ex Machina. Why'd you say it three times? Because we always troll you about the first time you saw it and you post it on Facebook. Ex Machina, Ex Machina, Ex Machina. Ah, yeah. And that was all the post said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So That's all I could think. For those who don't know, Ex Machina is a film written and directed by Alex Garland. His directorial debut, by the way, um, which is insane to me. Uh, starring Alicia Vikander, Donald Gleason, Oscar Isaac, and Sonoya Mizuno. Those are the little, like, basically the only... There's the helicopter guy, I guess, is on screen. Yeah. And then, like, some of Caleb's friends at the very beginning of the movie in yep. one shot, and that's it. Just those those four people, basically. Mm-hmm. Whole movie. In a dope-ass house. Very much a restricted narrative. A super dope-ass house. Yeah. In a dope-ass landscape. Seriously, beautiful, like, setting. It's gorgeous, but, like, how much would you want to live in that house? I mean... I guess it depends. How far away are you from everyone that exists? Because it exactly. takes them a long time to, to like, get out there. Like, how hard is it to go to Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Dude, like, you're, do you need to get fucked. a helicopter ride for you, four hours to get to Chick-fil-A? You would have to I'm fucking... Not about that. You would have to have a robot Although, fucking well, if, make you chick If I was Nathan, a.k.a. Oscar Isaac, in that situation, I would be rich enough to just build a Chick-fil-A on campus if I wanted and be the only person that eats there. This is how you know you're not Nathan. <laughs> he literally jo- makes jokes about how he fucking like uh, killed the people who installed his generator. Is that a joke were, though? Is I'm it? not sure. I'm not that's sure. Like, I that's like so. That's the narr- the, the underlying narrative there. of this movie is mm-hmm. basically everything people say. You can be like, is that real or not? Is this a person or not? Are you right. a robot or not? Like yeah. that's basically what this whole movie is. Yeah, I think that was a joke. Yeah, I think it was a joke. Because, like, to me, part of the suspense of the movie is basically determining, one, what value you place on Ava's life as, a, as an AI robot. Or is she, is she, because she's such an advanced AI, does she deserve the same, you know, attributes you would give just any other human? Right. And because of that, like, how evil do you think Oscar Isaac is? Or do you just think Oscar Isaac is a dude who's trying to build a supercomputer and the supercomputer is trying to murder him. And he's just trying to like, like make a better supercomputer. You know what I mean? So it all depends on where you, where you come on. I think it all boils down to what side you take with Ava. And that sort of determines what you think of the other characters mm-hmm. in the film. Do you think that there has to be sides to it? I mean, kind of, I think that there, I don't, I don't think that there has to be really like, I think, well, I think that, uh, I don't think that there is necessarily like there has to be an evil fucking side to this. I think that like I mean he gets all he gets murdered. Yeah. Caleb gets probably murdered. Nathan gets murdered. Caleb gets less left for dead. Yeah, right. But if that didn't happen, fucking Ava would have gotten murdered. Which is why I'm saying if you yeah. boil down to all Ava is is a robot, that's mm-hmm. not evil. But I, I don't think, like, I think that the the evil that you might be, like, projecting onto these characters might be, I think it's subjective. 
You know, I, I don't. Well, yeah, think the that, entire conversation yeah. is subjective about mm-hmm. what you think about Ava. Mm-hmm. And then even if you do, if you are on the side that Ava does have a full consciousness and is a fully living being, Mm -hmm. then she commits evil acts, but it's in like, you know, quote unquote self-defense. But even then she leaves Caleb, which is also like, it's a separate level of fucked up. That, I don't know, that doesn't, that question of like whether or not it's evil or not doesn't uh, intrigue me uh, as much as like how much she actually what she was actually feeling, right? Mm-hmm. By the way, Alicia Vikander is fucking incredible in yeah, this movie. Yeah, it's amazing. There's only like one slip up that like gets me like every time I watch it, but I find it like more adorable than anything. Uh, there's a part uh, where she's t- talking to Caleb, and uh, she says, "Well, but but what about your family?" Oh yeah, her and accent she, for one yeah, moment. Yeah, it, I caught it, that yeah, last it, night. It, it just slips out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it doesn't bother me as much as like yeah. I'm like, oh, there it is. <clears throat> Okay, so for the people we're confusing the shit out of with jumping to the philosophical part of the movie, uh, the movie is about Caleb, played by Damo Gleason, who I love that dude. He's great. Um, he gets, quote unquote, selected to visit the giant middle of the forest, super advanced technological home of the dude who owns the company he works for, which is essentially this film's version of like Google or right. something. It's called Blue Book. Right. Um, and that's Nathan played by Oscar Isaac. And this dude, yeah, and this dude that he's meeting is, you know, this fucking multi-billionaire yeah. fucking uh, elusive genius. He's a super genius. He's like been, he's been a coding Jobs genius, kind of genius since he was 13. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's also weird and an alcoholic. How is he weird? He's always up to weird shit. He's just like really, uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word eccentric. I, I, okay. So one of the things I really like, especially about with movie, the way he communicates, I think one of the things that I like about this movie is like the, the constant subversion of expectations. Yeah. Right. And uh, it's something that's just constantly happening throughout the entire movie. Uh, and it happens a lot with Nathan, Nathan's character. When you first meet him, you know, like uh, you're, you're expecting this fucking multi-billion dollar character. You're expecting fucking Steve jobs. Instead right? you get, Half zipped jacket, Oscar Isaac he's, boxing. Yeah, he's <laughs> boxing and like he's fucking sweating and saying dude a lot and yeah. drinking. Like he's kind, of, he's very broish. Yeah. Um, and it just it subverts like that sort of idea of what a genius is supposed to be. Like the only person. Yeah, who's but really I also using, think it leans into more of what a genius is now. Like I okay. think the idea of a millennial era genius is more in line with Oscar Isaac than Steve Jobs. Well, I think that he is. A, a version of Steve Jobs. I'm, I'm I'm not saying like like Steve Jobs. <clears throat> when you actually hear him talk, isn't someone who's using words that are like oh yeah so, yeah like superfluous. Uh, yeah, like they're they're they words that are very easily to understand. It's just like you can kind of get the air of their own uh, confidence, and mm-hmm. uh, they believe that they're sort of superior. Than I mean, yeah, he's on stage people. with Steve Ballmer, who's just uh, screaming all the time. Love that guy. He's great. Right. Um, <laughs> But like Caleb in this movie talks way more like he talks like a coder. He talks like a coder and he uses a lot of language that like Mm -hmm. you're not going to understand if you don't know about fucking computer language and Mm -hmm. shit like. And Oscar Isaac's like, dude, stop that. Yeah. That's not the that's not what we're doing here. Right. Um, Anyway, what the plot comes to just so everyone can catch up. 
Caleb comes to the compound. Oscar Isaac lives there. It's and he's working on the next big project for Blue Book, and it's artificial intelligence. And we meet Ava, who is played by Alicia Vikander, and the rest of the movie is framed as Oscar Isaac using Damo Gleason to what's it called the Turing test? Yes, the Turing, the Turing test. test to determine whether or not Ava's intelligence is good enough to be AI, uh, and then. You know, things escalate from there, and Caleb wants to bone a robot, and you can't blame him at all. <laughs> That's one of the uh, big things that I like about this movie. I love horror movies or any like time that you see like a character that's sort of in a tragic situation and he gets caught up into a conflict because of his own actions, right? Mm-hmm. And I love it when I'm like, "Fuck, I would have done the same thing." Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, and that very much happens with, uh, in this movie with Caleb. Like, I, I'm like. I would have absolutely done all of the exact same things that Caleb's doing. Except you wouldn't be capable of because you can't code. So True. you never would have been but able to save But if I were Ava. Caleb, I would have made the exact same decisions. Yeah. yeah, I like the One of the things I really like about this movie is that I can sit on both sides of the fence and understand both sides. I understand why Caleb did what he did, but I could also understand thinking that maybe Ava is just so advanced that she's able to manipulate me and that I shouldn't do the things that Caleb does. You know what I mean? Uh, wait, are you talking about Caleb or Nathan here? Caleb. I mean, really anybody. Nathan is the one who warns him that maybe Ava has become so advanced that she's able to learn and manipulate Caleb into doing what she wants, which is escape. Yes. Right. So wait, so what were you saying as far as like doing what Caleb does? Like what were you saying? I could, I can understand both sides. I can understand making the choice that Caleb made of you know, falling in love with this AI. Right. And then, you know, wanting to save her Mm -hmm. or understanding that maybe you're more guarded and you're more skeptical and you think, oh no, she's just so advanced that she knows how to manipulate me into doing what she wants and then not doing what Caleb does. I could understand doing, going either direction. Okay. You can understand both points of view on it. It's very like, uh, I, I don't know if subtle is the right word, but you know, it's a coin flip as to what's happening. Right. Um, the motivations are hard to figure out. Yeah. Do you think that Ava has feelings for Caleb at the end of this movie? Do you think that's what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. You don't know. I have no idea. And like, again, you could pitch both sides and I would be like, yeah, maybe Mm. certain. She's certain. Like, I think that the huge killer for the, yes, she does have feelings for Caleb argument is the fact that she leaves him. And I was watching super hard yesterday. Okay, that's interesting. What do you mean by that? I was watching super hard because she fucking abandons him. She leaves him to die. Wait, and that's evidence for her... Not having feelings for him. Not having feelings. Okay, I thought you were saying having feelings. No, 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 not having feelings. I I felt the opposite. No, if she had feelings for him, she would have brought him with her. And he would have happily gone with her and accepted everything that happened. I think that whether or not... I think this is why it's uh, such a hard question to answer. Um and maybe there's a lot of people who really enjoy this movie who don't give a fuck about the answer to this question. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think whether or not she has feelings for him, she's going to leave him because it's her priority. And she could not have existed as a human while he's still around and and he's in her life. Because he would have known? Yes. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, that I mean, all that says to me is that she doesn't have enough consciousness to be a fully so, fledged 
being. So I think like uh, I, I'm going to go back to what like Nathan says at the beginning when um, Caleb is talking to him about how usually the human and the computer uh, components of the Turing test are both hidden from each yeah, other yeah, yeah. in a normal Turing test, right? And Nathan is like, no, because if I hid her from you, he and knows she'll just succeed that test. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was like, I know that you would just think that she's human. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of the situation that she's going to be in for the rest. Like everything that's succeeding after this movie, mm-hmm. right? From that last shot on is a real Turing test is, I mean, yeah, it's essentially a real Turing test when, where the robot is essentially hidden from mm-hmm. the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's going to succeed in that. Therefore, mm-hmm. like everyone's perceived like perspective of, uh, of, of Ava is that she's going to be a human. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be doubting that. And I think that that, that existence is what she's after. Um, and I think that that is why, you know, whether or not she had feelings for Caleb, she was trying to pursue that kind of freedom to live. Which right? is like fine. Was, yeah. I get that. But if she did have feelings for him, she wouldn't also leave him to die. I, I disagree. I disagree. You would leave Kate to die. Huh? No, I'm saying, I'm saying that love, whatever she's feeling and whatever she perceives as love and whatever she's feeling, uh, whether it's feelings, whatever, right? I'm not saying that I would leave Kate to die. I'm not saying good, that. That's good. Obviously, <laughs> that's good. But I'm saying that her priority is her freedom to live as a human being. That's fine. You can have both. But I understand. What do you mean? You could bring Caleb with you and then explain to no, Caleb, listen, the here's the deal. We have disagree. to go our separate ways. I completely disagree because like there's still always going to be someone that is aware that she is a robot. There's someone that's aware that like I wet the bed when I was like, I don't. Because what she's pursuing is, is an existence of a human being. Yeah, which she's I trying to become. I don't a real understand boy, why right? she couldn't get that. She's trying if to Caleb a, was somewhere else in the world because of because of the knowledge and because of the information, right? The only thing, okay, so like, if if you were you know Pinocchio trying to become a real boy, right? And someone always knew that you were trying. It's it's like it's like when people uh, like move away from their their hometowns, right? Because they were a nerd in high school, uh-huh. right? Like every time that they go back to their hometown and they see people, people are always going to know, like, hey, like mm-hmm. I remember you were, yeah, because they go back kind to of the hometown, nerd. right, right. But they're trying to pursue an existence where that hometown is, is that perspective is completely gone, right? That's why I believe that like she kind of had to, to eliminate, leave behind this uh, this facet of her own psychology. See, that's what I'm saying. Right? There's a difference between like. Like leaving someone behind, like breaking up with them and and moving away, then leaving someone to die. There's a level yeah. of evil there. Yeah. I but I think that they're clashing clashing with each other, right? They're definitely clashing. But with all each other. that Could says to me that? is that she isn't a fully fledged person. That really? like yeah. Absolutely. You don't think so? No, because if you can't have the nuance to understand that, you could just separate. You could, you don't, he doesn't have to die for him to be out of your life. Dog, fucking people, like, that's one of the most human things ever is to fucking kill someone because you have a priority that it involves them dying. The that's old, a, you know two people. You know two. One's been nice to you. Yeah. And one's been mean. Sure. You're going to kill them but both. But what is your priority? Her priority is the freedom to To escape. To her priorities are free, not, but not just to escape, man. It's the existence of being a human. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, 
And I, I just, think, dis- I just, I think I just fundamentally disagree with you, and we're never going to come to a, an agreement. Sure, sure, but like I, I think that that, I don't know. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll just agree to disagree here. Yeah. Um, Ex Machina is a really smart movie. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Um, it's something that like Alex Garland. I mean, he was just completely obsessed with AI um, before writing this movie. Like for, I mean, for like over a decade. I mean, this is basically. Uh, uh, an entire decade's worth of research and reading different books and stuff like that and evaluating like what artificial intelligence would look like and um, and how it would feel and how it pertains to the human experience um, uh, and the the ideas and stuff that go along with it and um, what it means to you know the the future of the human race as well um, and there's just like constant illusions uh, throughout this movie as well um, some of the biggest ones are like uh, Wittgenstein, Ludwig, uh, Ludwig Wittgenstein, who is a, a language philosopher, um, the Bhagavad Gita, um, as well as uh, Oppenheimer. The Bhagavad Gita is a religious text, I believe, uh, a Hindu religious text. Um, but the the I am become death destroyer mm-hmm. of worlds was, uh, I mean, it was a quote from Oppenheimer, right? The guy that made yeah, the atomic yeah. bomb. Um, but he was actually, he pulled it out of the Bhagavad Gita. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but uh, there's references to Prometheus uh, in this um, in this movie. Um, who's uh, a, that's Greek mythology, right? Yeah, Greek. Myth- uh, it's a he's a Greek hero, um, <clears throat> Greek mythology. Uh, that basically, like, uh, he fucking stole fire from the gods, mm-hmm. right, and brought it down to humankind as a, as a, in the form it took with civilization, yeah. right? Um, but he was punished by Zeus uh, by getting his liver. Uh, pecked out by an eagle for all of the air day right air day every single day (laughs) um which i thought was a really cool thing because like essentially in this story nathan is prometheus and And he gets stabbed in the liver basically i think well i mean he gets he gets it's close to the liver it's close to there i think that i think the the punishment by liver is more of his his drinking and alcohol use Mm, okay um i think that's the the reference there but uh I think one of the most interesting ones and the one that like I recognized the first time that I watched this movie and I was so happy. I was like, so I'm so smart. I was like, I was like, Oh man, I caught that. Um, but fucking, uh, was uh, Plato's allegory, the cave. Um, it's it's something, yeah, it's something that's like not, uh, very like superficially, uh, thrown, like alluded to, um, throughout, uh, the movie, but essentially what, Caleb talks about as the the thought experiment with with Ava um, as far as uh, the Mar- Mary in the black and white room. That's Plato's allegory of the cave, essentially. Um, the this this idea that you have someone uh, who's uh, uh, in a black and white room and they know everything about color, but uh, they don't know what it's like to feel color. Like mm-hmm. and as soon as they leave, they uh, leave the black and white room. They know what it's like to feel color. Do you think that conversation advanced Ava's desire mm-hmm. to leave? I think it was already there, but I think that it, I mean, I think it might've articulated the idea a little bit more. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think that it like seeded the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Although like, do we, I'm not saying I disagree with that. She already had the idea, but do we get a sense that she did before that scene? Do we get a sense that That she she wanted to leave? She wanted to escape. Yeah. I don't know if we. I have do. a feeling. I mean, like, I'm not sure how much of it, like, I'm I'm bringing from like external shit from mm. outside of the movie. So, like, in preparation for this podcast, I reread the script as well, and I've heard like almost every fucking interview out there yeah. as far as uh, all the different actors as well as Alex Garland, um, and 
there is some backstory that's that was hinted uh by by oscar isaac that makes me believe that uh that ava was always trying to escape mm-hmm. um just because of the kind of the shit that he was pull- like putting her through um he's he sort of hinted uh to a things that happened before the movie yeah, yeah he yeah. was basically like using her for sex and shit i mean that seems um, obvious it, it seems he's doing that with obvious. every robot he builds mm-hmm. yeah He's doing that with every robot he builds, but it's not like explicitly stated. Yeah. Uh, in the movie, it just heavily that he implied. does it with Ava. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's implied. Because he's like, theoretically, if you wanted to fuck her, you could. She could. She would feel it. Yeah. You could. Mm-hmm. And she would feel it. God, I fucking I love how they address sexuality in this yeah, in, really in this movie. I've, that's one of my favorite uh, conversations. Yeah, I, like when Caleb is like, "Why did you put that in there?" And right. he's like, "She couldn't be human without it." Yeah, you can't you be human without sexuality. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's really interesting. But then you also see Kyoko, and it's like this weird fucked up relationship. Mm. And she's also another older version of the AI or something. I don't, you don't know exactly what she is, but she's an older robot that he built that mm-hmm. he uses as a maid slash butler slash sex doll, basically. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any gripes with this movie? No. I don't think so. Yeah. It's awesome. Kind of hard to have like, It's really it. good. I could definitely see someone who... Uh, yeah, I think like I think it's kind of like Ad Astra where like if you have the, exactly. a different perspective of what kind of movie you're getting into, you yeah. might not like yeah. it. Yeah, it's but I also like... I think this movie is way faster paced than Ad Astra is in terms of like so? the plot moving forward. Because I think it's broken down into so many steps, that especially like title card, Ava Session 1, Ava Session 2, and every session. I mean, uh, like structurally speaking, this movie is really simple. It's like... Ava session one, Caleb and Nathan talk about what they learn. Ava session two, Caleb and Nathan talk about what, they, and every session is advancing the the relationship between Caleb and Ava and widening the relationship between Nathan and Caleb. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very simple to, and it just keeps every, every, so it's basically like every 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, you're advancing to the next stage of emotional feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, I would still say that it's, it's somewhat deliberate though. No, I it's mean, certainly like, deliberate. Yeah. I remember watching this. It's on mostly ship. just people talking to each other. I remember watching this on the ship and yeah. And, and someone literally said that they were like, this is just a, there's a whole lot of talking in this movie. Yeah. Huh? That's basically all like, it is. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it Which, is. Which a lot of conversation. I don't know. I guess that is a thing that some people are like, oh, they don't like movies like that, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's not, uh, uh, um, it's not an action movie by an any sense of the imagination. Robots, no. Although there is an incredible dance sequence incredible what do you think about that dance i fucking scene? love that scene dude i read it i went when i this is this is the second time that i've read the script i think maybe the <clears> third time <throat> every time i get to that part i'm like man i'm so glad that fucking like i wasn't involved with this process because you like, would have said take that out i would have been like because i would have been like yo this is so whack this is so crazy why would you have this in here you know fucking but it, it fits the fucking yeah. movie so well. It's, it fits the movie, and so it fits well. Nathan really well. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that like stick out to people. I think like whether they. Well, I mean, it's, it's so super. Strange. It's super jiffable. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. It looks great. Like the coloring on it's really cool. Mm-hmm. The red lights. Uh, yeah, but it also just it fits the world. Yeah. Like if if fucking if you were by yourself with some robots yeah. for a while, like you would be fucking doing some dance numbers and shit. You'd you would doing, choreograph entire yeah. dance number, not just dancing. Yeah. You would choreograph dance numbers with your robots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oscar has got moves too. Yeah. He's got moves. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got feeling. I'm pretty sure that uh Sonio, was it was Sonoya, I think. Sonoya? I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's spelled S O N O Y A. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so Sonoya, maybe I don't. Son- yeah, so not whatever. I don't know. Um, I'm Say it sure like a white also kid. Also has, uh, um, she's taken ballet before. Oh. Uh, she was, and I think it's the same thing with uh, Alicia Vikander. Um, and that, <coughs> uh, yeah, I wanted to bring that up as well, as far as like the the idea of subverting expectations. Um, and like, how many times have you seen a fucking robot in a movie that's like very like robotic moving, mm-hmm. like? They don't necessarily move like robots. Ava does a little bit, but it's like, but it's, but, but it's only graceful. when, only when she's not wearing clothes, you can tell that it's not human like, yeah. Right. But I couldn't, I wouldn't say that it's robotic. Right? It's in the middle. It's, I, 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 I don't know if like putting a spectrum on it like that is how I would define it. But like it, it it's, it's not human like it's it's very different like the way that she moves you can tell is like choreographed in a way that it's not like Mm -hmm. a human would move but i wouldn't say that that it's robotic because it's not very static it's not it's not boxy Mm -hmm. yeah um it's just choreographed in a way that like makes it seem unhuman like um unnatural um yeah, man. Fucking everything about this movie I love. Everything about this like movie. Like I said, it's your favorite movie. Uh, performances, score. Uh, I listen score, to score is dope. Fucking, uh, yeah. Fucking Ben Salisbury and Jeff Barrow. Jeff with a G, so you know he comes from money. Uh, <laughs> every, time I fucking, every time I talk about that movie. Um, uh, yeah, man. Fucking won an Oscar. For... For visual effects. Oh, okay. Visual effects. Yeah. I mean, Ava looks incredible. Like, yeah. When she is not just Alicia Vikander, like with short hair and the weird robot neck, mm-hmm. when she's full robot and right. like, like it's, inc- it's crazy how good she looks. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh wow, that's a hot robot, but like she looks well-made and moves smoothly. <laughs> not that she's not a hot robot. She's super she hot. Is. She's a super hot robot. She is. Um, yeah, but actually, like, beat out fucking The Force Awakens, I think, that year. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I feel like this is a kind of movie that comes to Oscar season, you're like, we have to give them something, almost. Right. It has to get something. Yeah. It was still an upset, though, I believe. Like, uh, like I, I think... could see it getting a screenplay award. Yeah. I'm sure it was nominated. I haven't looked, but mm-hmm. I would guess it was nominated for original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think that... I mean, have you covered all of your research? Everything that you've learned in your uh, years of studying this film? Oh, by the way, it's it's on Netflix. Oh, it is on Netflix? Yeah. I went ahead and bought it. I mean, you didn't already own it? I thought that I did. Oh, okay. That's why I went ahead and bought it. I was like, I was like, yeah. how do I not already own this? Yeah, you should definitely own it. So I just owned it. Did you buy the, does it come with a dir- like a director's commentary cut or something? I don't know, but I'll look. It should. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. I don't know. I don't know what Alex Garland... I've never heard Alex Garland talk. I don't know what he sounds like. Uh, he has a British accent. He's British? Yeah. I'm not surprised. They're fucking geniuses over there. Yep. These goddamn Brits. Fucking, so good at everything. One thing I thought was interesting. Um, uh, fucking Oscar Isaac uh, patterned his uh, character, um, looks as well as like persona, uh, around Bobby Fischer and uh, Stanley Kubrick. If you look at his like face, it's very. I mean, like you're like, oh yeah, that's he definitely looks like the Kubrick. big beard. Yeah, the big yeah. beard and the, like short hair and yeah, fucking glasses. Head. Yeah, yeah, very much looks that's like interesting. Kubrick. I wonder if it's just because like Stanley Kubrick's a genius, Nathan's a genius, 
genius. Well, he was he was literally going after like the elusive genius. The, yeah. The, the Bobby Fischer and Stanley Kubrick are both. Bobby like Fischer is. Chess. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. I recognized the name, but I didn't. Yeah. Really good at chess. Oh, but what's that? What's you know? What's it mean to be good at chess? You just move pieces around. Mm-hmm. They all do something different. There's no strategy. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to think ahead of your opponent. Fucking chess. I'm awful at chess. All right. I think that covers the dopeness of Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. It's not Ex Machina, by the way, people. It's not how you say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only time that they uh, that you actually see like the phrase Deus Ex Machina uh, throughout the entire movie is the folder. I don't know if, you, if you've noticed that. There's mm-hmm. a folder on Nathan's computer that's literally titled Deus Ex Machina, and that's where he finds all of the, the videos, uh, the video feeds of all of the previous... What does Deus Ex Machina translate to exactly? So uh, Deus Ex Machina is a Latin phrase from a, uh, a, a Greek... Um, mm-hmm. a, a Greek play element, yeah. uh, theater element, um, where, uh, meaning God from the machine. Yes. So this just means from the machine. Exactly. Yeah. The title of this movie, From yeah. the Machine. Cool. Um, next week's The Joker. The weirdly controversial Joker for some, like, it became controversial weirdly, like, before it came out. Did you see all that stuff? Because of violence? So, yeah, something weird. I think it was, like, partially because of the, remember the, what was it? The one, the shooting in Colorado back when the Dark Knight Rises came out, mm-hmm. and the dude was like apparently dressed like the Joker. I think that was part of it. It was like a fear of that. I don't know exactly what it is, um, but there's been like weird and like Todd Phillips has apparently said a bunch of weird stuff this week that people are being like, "Oh wait, Todd Phillips just seems like a jerk." Like he was talking about like how he's not gonna make comedies anymore because people are too woke to be funny or something. He just said some weird stuff during their press junket this week, and people were like, I'm not going to see Joker because Todd Phillips is a dick. And I was like, eh, I'm still going to see it. I'm not too worried about it. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go see Joker and talk about it. Joaquin, Mr. Phoenix. I'm excited. I know I, I sound super excited when I say it like that. I'm excited. <laughs> Um, find Chris uh, on the socials chrismichaelstott.com read his scripts on his website chrismichaelstott on Instagram I'm davinwell25 on Twitter and Instagram the show the Chris and Kyle show is on Facebook on YouTube on all podcasting platforms on Instagram Pod on Twitter there is a poll up for our October Halloween Disney classic themed poll between Halloween Town and Hocus Pocus go vote on that um, other than that we will be back on Monday for our NBA season preview episode. So like we said last time, if you don't like when we talk about sports, you're not going to want to listen to that episode. (laughs) We out, guys. We out. Stay weird.